0: Because I screwed up last week calling episode 54, episode 55, this is MungoCast episode 54 but really 55 for September tenth, two 2006. Does that make sense? Your number one source for all your internet needs, GoDaddy.com has new domain names, transfers, and renewals for as low as $1.99. Plus, check out their hosting plans, website builders, secure certificates, and much more. Plus, as a MuggleCast listener, enter code HARRY, that's H-A-R-R-Y, when you check out and save an additional $5 off any order of $30 or more. Get your piece of the internet today at GoDaddy.com. (laughs) Don't <laughs> you guys like this music? Yeah, it's excellent. It's very good. Very John sad. Williams
1: at his best, Andrew.
0: Yeah. I think I'm the next Bono. It's a drunk
2: John Williams recording. He got back after a few drinks and thought, I'm going to have a quick one on the keyboard. <laughs> and that and that came out. Jamie, we don't appreciate that kind of Yeah, one, really, especially. Well, you're halfway what, there, Well, Keyboard is keyboard, yeah. pretty, pretty disgusting, isn't it? The word keyboard.
0: Um... Welcome everyone to the show, but um, Ben, Ben, what's up? There's a lot of noise going I, on. I'm in, your, in, uh,
3: I'm in my microphone. library, and my Spanish teacher is trying to talk to me right now. While I'm trying to record this.
0: Can you tell her to uh, shut up, Oh, <laughs> Please? Uh. No, I can't do that.
3: <laughs> they said Cayete.
0: <laughs> anyway, to the introductions. I'm Ben Chang. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Jamie Lawrence. And this is late. Uh, no, it's not the latest. This is the show. Where we're bringing the latest in Harry Potter news, theories, discussions, and lots of Potter Pickles, and it's been catching on, and I couldn't be more proud. And, uh,
3: Moundridge High School Libraries.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then, um, what, what, is there no one else in your how many people are in that library? It kind of quiet. Andrew,
2: Andrew, sure. no one's in the, what? there are all it's, it, it's Ben's personal, uh, <laughs> school library, you see. Oh! In Moundridge, each person oh, gets the, their own library <laughs> complete with, uh, sort of ki- kitchen, bedroom, uh. Yeah, you know, plasma TV, all that kind of stuff. Well, actually, oh, actually, right. actually yeah, I have. I'm special. sitting on a
3: giant, soft, comfy chair, which is very, very yeah. comfortable. And uh, yeah, you
0: get three of those, don't you? Ben? Yeah, three of
3: those. And yeah. actually, there's there's a kid on the couch, laying down, and staring at me right now.
0: Ask him what he thinks of Harry
3: Potter. Hey, what do you think? Of, what do you think of Harry Potter? He doesn't know. But
0: <laughs> Ask him if he's us. on pot, because it certainly sounds like it.
3: My friends to know if you're on pot. He, no, he's not on pot.
0: No. Well, we'll, <laughs> anyway. go, we'll, go,
3: we'll go around and get more opinions from mounted High School students here in a bit.
0: Ooh, that sounds yeah. exciting. So. Ooh, very exciting. <laughs> but before we do anything else, Mike Tannenbaum is in the MuggleCast News Center with the past week's top. Harry Potter news stories.
4: Lord Voldemort was voted the number one villain in the Big Bad Read and online Bloomsbury poll to find the UK's favorite literary villain from a children's book. Here's what Joe had to say about this honor. I am thrilled and honored beyond words that Lord Voldemort has been voted best villain in the Big Bad Read poll. I'm not sure how he would react to knowing that he won a Muggles unpopularity poll. A mixture of pleasure that you recognized his power and menace coupled with fury at your nerve at mentioning his real name. His author, however, is absolutely delighted. MuggleNet staffer Natalie attended the premiere of Driving Lessons starring Rupert Grint and Julie Walters in London's Leicester Square. She managed to do a short interview with Rupert Grint and also spoke briefly to Emma Watson, Julie Walters and Bonnie Wright. You can check those interviews out over on MuggleNet.com. And speaking of Driving Lessons, it hit theaters Friday in the UK and to coincide with its release, a tea party was held earlier in Edinburgh. According to the Daily Mirror, J.K. Rowling went along to support Rupert. She tells The Ticket she is halfway through writing the seventh and possibly final book, but the 41-year-old Scottish author is keeping tight-lipped over rumors she's planning to kill off Harry. I'm up to about 750 pages now, but I'm not telling anyone what happens to Harry, she says. I've just come along to support Rupert, who's absolutely terrific in driving lessons. Just keep in mind that the Daily Mirror is a British tabloid, not exactly known for its accurate reporting. Pope Benedict XVI's senior exorcist claims that Harry Potter books contain innumerable positive references to magic, the satanic art. He's quoted as saying, behind Harry Potter hides the signature of the king of the darkness, the devil, he told Vatican Radio. And according to the Daily Mail newspaper in London, he added that the books attempt to make a false distinction between black and white magic. When in fact the distinction does not exist, because magic is always a turn to the devil. Yeah. You know, I always find myself going into hypnotic trance floating above my bed while chanting indecipherable languages after I finished a reread of Prisoner of Azkaban, don't you? You're a senior exorcist. How about becoming a lawyer? At least then people will believe what you say 20% of the time as opposed to 10% of the time. And uh, I hear the pay is better, too. Moving on, a recent interview was conducted with Alec Hopkins, the actor portraying young Severus Snape in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. He discusses filming, talking with Alan Rickman, and how he ended up... With the role. Entertainment Weekly has ranked the fourth Harry Potter film, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, number 36 on its list of the best high school movies of all time. That's all the news for this September 10th, 2006
0: edition of MuggleCast. Back to the show. Okay, thank you, Micah. Uh, a couple announcements before we move along. T-shirts, MuggleCast T-shirts. Purchase your T-shirts. Okay, thanks. Bye. Also, yeah, Podcast t-shirts. Alley, don't forget to vote. It's a new month. Don't forget, boys and girls, Leaky Mug live in Los Angeles, California, on September twenty-eighth, seven p.m. at the Borders in um, Borders of Westwood, Westwood in L.A. Yes, it's going to be a fantastic event. We're all going to be there, um, so come out and support, represent, and wear your MuggleCast t-shirts. Say hello. Wear oh, your gonna be a lot fun. t-shirt. Um, but please do RSVP on LeakyMug.com. Uh, so we know that you're coming. listening rebuttals this week. Zoe yeah, – Let me do Mac- – I'm going to read this one. Oh, OK.
3: This Our first listening rebuttal comes from Zoe Mackley, uh, McLeod. 17, McLeod. 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 17 from Newport Beach, California, right there in the heart of the OC. Hey, guys. I love the show. Anyway, I was just thinking maybe Sirius did have the mirror with him when he fell through the veil. But the reason that Harry couldn't contact him was because – the, he had say Padfoot instead of Sirius Black. If James and Sirius did make the two way mirrors, it would make sense that their nicknames they would use their nicknames like it did on the Marauders map. Mm-hmm. Just wondering what you guys think.
2: Haven't we got to assume though that if he went through the the veil with his mirror, that he's still alive down there, sort of you know bored out of his mind?
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I, he's just sitting down is... there eating Lucky Charms, you know.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yes he is, he is. Well, uh, he, he, Andrew's dad went to the uh <laughs> department <NFL> of <laughs> mysteries and sort of uh, put his hand through put his hand through bed. It's
1: like, Hey serious, you're getting a bit hungry down there. Aren't you? <laughs> and then 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 there was that whispering behind the well, Thanks, mate. Yeah. But um I think we've discerned that it's not the killing curse that hit Sirius when he fell back into the veil to begin with because he he like had time for his eyes to widen with shock it's the hungry curiosity curse, yeah it was kind of like what's going on so <laughs> he might still be alive down there just eating lucky charms Eric
2: you've just completely ruined that beautiful moment when his eyes widened by saying by using a an overused, Americanized expression like, hey, what's going on? Sirius did yeah. not think, hey, what's going on, trust <laughs> me. Okay, Jamie, in stuff went, s- stuff went through his mind like, oh my god, I'm never going to see my uh, godson again. Oh my god, my house. Oh my god, all my friends. Please don't cheapen it <laughs> by saying that he thought, hey guys, what's going on here, dude?
1: Well well no this, uh, <laughs> maybe he, it said that he had a, an expression of mixed shock and and curiosity on his face. Hey, what's going on seemed to depict that well, though he could have also been saying, oh well, uh I've got a peaceful, easy feeling. I don't think he and thought it, of singing. Well, perhaps yeah, no, he didn't. Of, uh, uh, maybe he just thought Earth. that... Uh, he said this is a particularly interesting phenomena that is being observed right now. I wish that I would not be falling backwards, um, but... But rather uh,
2: forwards. To the great delights of the Ministry of Magic. Yes. Right. <laughs> Our next well, is interesting
0: point, though. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Back to, we never really responded to the actual rebuttal. No, we did. Oh,
1: well, I think it's... Uh, I don't think that's that that's correct because even though it's, I think it would have came with extra instruction if, you, you know, Sirius would have given Harry a little bit more in the note if he knew if he had to say Padfoot instead of Sirius Black. Right. Eric yeah. makes a fair point. Or Harry would go up to it and say, "Well, this thing's broken because I say Sirius Black and it doesn't show me him," and then he would throw it yeah, and break it. but
2: it, but it's not future. I, I I don't mean future. I mean it's not like um uh sort of. Security proof, you know, it's, I mean, that doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean. It's not, you know, <laughs> anyone could could walk up to it and say Sirius Black, whereas the name Padfoot is only known to a few people, so uh, it's more secure. secure. It's like,
1: yeah, it's more secure. Well, whereas the Marauder's map, you need to specifically say, what, I sold him this where I'm up to no good. Do you mean like that? Kind of yeah. secure? Like it's not that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, kind of. It's like, if you n- knew it was Sirius's, then you could just walk up to it and say "serious Black, whereas, you know. Or. You saying know, Padfoot, you've got to actually
1: think about yeah, it. Yeah, and, and if they were the only pair in the world, you could just say Other Mirror, and it would probably work. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next rebuttal.
3: <laughs> Our next rebuttal comes from Jimmy Rose. In your last episode, there was some discussion about the Hold on, wait a second, wait a second, wait,
0: wait, wait a second, hold on. What? It's interesting how Ben suddenly wants to do all this reading. I kind of think he's yeah, showing exactly. off for the crackhead. Think think oh, showing off. yeah, I'm, yeah. Sure. I'm showing
3: off for the two people yeah. in the library.
5: <laughs>
2: I've done Are <laughs> you charging before. them both rent, Ben, or are you... What? Or is it just like, a, are
0: you charging them both rent in your personal yeah, library yes, or I, you just, I am.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: he's he's charging. How? He's he marketed it as a live podcast at his school, and only two people yeah, showed yeah, up. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Been
3: selling T-shirts all day, selling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, our next question about is from Jimmy Rose. In your last episode, there was some discussion about the commercial availability of two-way mirrors. Given what we know about the World, about the Wizarding World, this seems unlikely to me. In Britain, at least, there are two main areas for Wizarding Commerce, Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade. If you consider what is for sale, or at least what's mentioned as being for sale in the books, you'll find that most of it has to do with food, joke items, clothing, animals and broomsticks. We've yet to see the Wizarding World's version of the sharper image. In fact, we've got a lot of (laughs) evidence that that there's a lot lot of call for convenience items. Take, for example, the Remembrall. It's it lets you know what you've gotten when you, that you've gotten forgotten something, but gives you no help at all in remembering what what was forgotten. If that's the best way they can, if that's if that's the best they can do, this is very poorly red bed. I must admit. Sorry, the people keep walking in here looking at me. I find it hard <laughs> to believe that you'd walk into a store and find something as useful as a two-way mirror. Anyways, we we know, we know what you're saying. We know we know what Jimmy is saying here.
2: I agree, but it could be like a you know a special mail order item that you can only get from a certain from 2 com yeah. or something like that <laughs> you know it's like it could not be a sort of um it could just be like a patented item that only one company sells something patented. like patented. that
0: patented
1: patented okay well patented.
2: like uh, a patented, uh, patented like
0: linux <laughs> linux
1: uh, you know, what's interesting about the rememberalls is that they were banned from the OWL tests in Book 5, but that I find that interesting because they aren't actually supposed to tell you what you've forgotten or, like, according to the movie. Yeah, you could have forgotten right, anything. You're going yeah, yeah, you so, so to know you've forgotten Why are Remembrals, you know, I mean, unless it's, like, if it's good on a multiple-choice answer where you're like, okay, I think it's B, and then it says you've forgotten the truth or something.
2: Because it's still an... It's still an aid that you know it is an uh, stops aid, yeah. your thing. But the thing is, this uh, this is also about um, Felix Felicis. that um, it says Sluggon says that it's a banned thing in competitions, you know, athletic events. So you can only use it on an ordinary day. But what constitutes an you know an ordinary day? It's like it's like that, you know, which is why I don't see how Felix uh, Felicis could possibly ever be allowed, really, because who decides if it's an ordinary day? but uh, that's completely gone off on a tangent, yeah, so uh, I, I, I think like we should what, get back to uh, Jimmy Rose. I like what
1: Jimmy Rose was saying about, uh, you know, convenience items, and also how the, uh, m- you know, wizards want to impress each other with uh, different gifts and things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's cool. Uh, but obviously a lot of that is also misuse of Muggle artifacts, like the Fort yeah. Anglia, so, you know.
2: But um, but, um, but he points out that, Wizards like to change ordinary items like you know using unheard of magical spells that kind of thing you know um to change them for their for their own good like the marauder's map um you know that it's clearly taken a, a strong bit of individual personalized magic to make it how it is and like so the two-way mirrors they've i mean i think they've just bought two mirrors you know and from enchanted the them the mirror shop in hog'smeade yeah and well, I mean, uh, no, enchanted yeah. them
1: and I think there are several other rules that they could work with if they wanted to do that, such as the rule of seven, which seems to be present at least, you know, to Voldemort and Horcruxes. Seven's a magical number. And also the rule of pairs as described by Double yeah. Door.
6: Can we just
2: um can we just talk about? Um Jimmy mentions the the phone box the phone booth outside of Saint Mungo's. Yeah, that's uh, sorry, um outside um you know, Saint- Pergin dows. No, 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 no. No. It's yeah, and down, sorry, yeah, so yeah, the Ministry of Magic. No, We should no, have been leaky
1: that question. It's not, it's the Ministry, the ministry of, magic, of Magic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's the Ministry of Magic. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Um there. Uh the phone booth. It seems yeah,
2: this is this is completely off on a uh, tangent again, but I was just thinking, if um it seems a bit weird that they choose that thing to get into into the ministry because it's so one person's number in the real world has got to end in magic or start in magic.
0: Yeah, but they're only well. That yeah, phone a, does that yeah, phone only, really
2: work? Because I, I would. Yeah, no, no, no yeah. Now it goes wow. out. They actually. Okay, because I would be scared if I would be scared if I was sitting there. As, you know, I was standing in there and I dialed my friend's number and the <laughs> phone booth went down into the earth. I think Yeah, something but it's was just there. magic. And in the book, it it's
0: described up. that um, nobody would ever approach it because it's so there's like worn shattered down panes and, of glass. Yeah, and, it's, and
2: you probably but have, but to you, have to dial out anyways. Be somebody who. Yeah. What do you mean you've got to dial out? Well, you
0: well if you number. just dial magic and stop, the, then it'll. Then again, yeah. Oh,
2: well, yeah, but somebody, somebody who's read the Harry Potter books will probably go there now. And, <laughs> the, no, yeah, that's like <laughs> saying yeah. somebody. Magic. They,
3: they, no, that's like saying somebody would have to be. I'm able to joking, stumble Benjamin. Up, no, no, I'm saying that that's like saying someone has to to be able to stumble upon Hogwarts. It could have the same. Anti muggle charms. Yeah, that, uh, it could. Hogwarts it could, does.
2: but there must be some easier way, though, of uh, of doing it. Yeah, I mean, it probably does, but still. Of course, there's probably an like easier muggle way, industry way industry. but that's the way it is. Right. Yeah, deal with, be- deal with it. Because, pre- yeah, let's just deal with, with, with everything. Every single show should just be, hi, welcome to Muggle Cars, deal with it. And
3: <laughs> that was hilarious. That, wraps up that was the a show real me slapper,
2: Sammy. Yeah, I'm on the floor. Well, well, I'm in tears. Well, ben, is that ben the. Okay, well, uh, at least I don't think that Syria. Uh, this is getting at you, Eric. But it, <laughs> I don't mean it to own, only get at you. It's getting at all of you in general because <laughs> you, your jokes are so obvious. Hey, guys, and he was like, "Dude, what's happening here, man?" That's the kind of jokes that, that you was not a, with joke. That was stuff, yeah. a joke. Obvious stuff. I
1: don't care. I don't care. You're gonna take. All right, the- anyway. That was that, that was that was, in- that was inflection. That was Just because you I don't understand serious,
2: the uh, nuances and subtleties of uh, the British humor, you know, it wasn't even funny though. <laughs> humor, humor means it's funny. Uh, okay,
3: Ben. Okay, whatever, Ben. Whatever. Our next rebuttal comes from Stacy Twenty Four from Washington. Once again, about the 2 A mirror. I recently read Order of the Phoenix and something about the mirror struck me and I have not been able to get it out of my mind. In chapter 29 of Order of the Phoenix, Fred and George created diversion so that <laughs> so Harry could use Umbridge's fireplace undetected to, con- to contact Sirius and ask him about the Snape's worst memory. Why oh why didn't Sirius tell Harry to use the mirror instead of going to all that trouble? Perhaps he didn't want Lupin to know he'd given a two-way mirror to Harry – But I think the situation was important enough for Sirius to encourage Harry to use the mirror. But I suppose if Sirius had told Harry, the rest of the book may not have happened.
1: Yeah, I think this is something where you're reading a little bit too much into it. I just reread this scene uh, about two days ago, and it was Sirius – it was one of those things where Sirius just didn't think about it. He was – you know, Harry was in the fire, and whereas Sirius would say, what are you doing here? You're risking your neck. Why didn't you use the mirror? Where that could have happened, he was basically just – you know, excited to have any contact with Harry. remember the kind of person Sirius says he was very excited, but also you know very worried, and he just wanted to hear what Harry had to say so that he could and, get him you know off on off on his way. And remember, hindsight to, is
3: twenty twenty. I mean, it could have just been an oversight. Yeah, and, you know. and and Harry when Harry had it about he buried, the mirror, it, yeah. He buried it at the bottom of his trunk, so he you know he didn't want to communicate with Sirius because he was worried he's gonna get him in trouble or whatever. So he decided not to. So
6: yeah,
3: yeah plus, I, I just at think the it was. Like when you're yeah. not, when you're not in that situation. It's different.
1: And Lupin had to run and and get Sirius too. He's you know because yeah. Harry came through, saw Lupin. Lupin just had to r- run up while Sirius was feeding Buckbeak. You know, it's just one of those things that slips your mind. The the fact is, Harry is in the fire, needs to talk to you. You know, do you say why didn't you use this as much safer? It was just slipped his mind.
2: Ben, Ben, if I make a joke about something about the mirror, struck me, and I have not been able to get it out of my head if i say oh it's a shard of glass or something like that are you gonna be like oh dude that's not funny man no i,
1: Why? I also if, well, if, it's you. if it's
3: not funny it's not funny it's not funny sorry jamie sorry you're you're well hey kind, this is muggle i've cat. kind of spoiled Deal it now by it, man.
1: Uh, i've kind of spoiled <laughs> it jamie yes you're british yes you're magical but if your joke is not funny we will not laugh. yeah sorry. okay
2: well i've kind of spoiled it now by uh by asking you if you'd find it funny so uh let's
0: move on this is a very dry humor podcast alright well Ben Ben has to get out of here because for some reason he podcasts he has at to get out now.
1: because um,
2: uh, no he's you see the uh, school for podcasting no 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 the uh, personal libraries are normally 24 hours but they're doing some refurbishments uh, oh. so uh, adding in like a hot machine
1: a slushy. yeah precisely yeah yeah <laughs> oh, okay. I, uh,
2: a free recording studio as well, so this, so the sound quality of the next MuggleCast is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Laura
0: and Micah are going to join us a little bit later in the show, but for now, <clears throat> uh, we do have a main discussion. Well, just a, a, a discussion for everyone this it's, week. <laughs> it's,
2: yeah, it's... um. Well, no, I think uh, just a discussion's a bit mean. It's sort of a mate discussion, you know. It's it a what? Have the it's, a on met, it. it's a mate, a mate discussion. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost, almost <laughs> the main discussion, but it's a—it's uh, just slightly lacking, you know? Yeah. <laughs> slightly lacking. Slightly lacking, yeah. This week, we are going to discuss uh, the difference in power and magical ability between Voldemort and Dumbledore and every other wizard, witch, and everything. So we're going to start with a small intro and then go on to ask a few questions that we're going to discuss. So. Okay. Throughout the series, there have been constant reminders of the difference in power between Voldemort and Dumbledore and other witches and wizards. References often made to the incredible powers Voldemort has at his disposal, such as Peter Pettigrew saying there are powers um, the Dark Wizard possesses, you know, so, so, Sorry, the, the Dark Lord possesses stuff like that. And also that Dumbledore is the only wizard that Voldemort has ever feared. Judging by Dumbledore's easy defeat of the Death Eaters at the Ministry of Magic, e.g. him casting that rope thing that binds them all together, and his difficult and deadly battle with Voldemort, are we safe to assume that these two wizards are on a par, or close to a par, on ability, whereas they are miles and miles ahead of other witches and wizards? And that is the intro, and our first question, which kind of it doesn't really, uh, doesn't really answer the main discussion, but it kind of um, stems from it. It's is magical ability does it stem from people's knowledge, like in Star Wars, as in your knowledge of the Force? So Yoda um, is you know sort of the best because he's so old and he studied the Force, so he knows its nuances and its subtleties, and he can use that to uh, greater ability.
0: I think that certainly stands for Dumbledore because of his age, but I mean, with I mean, um, the last sentence in your opening though wasn't that a question? Um, Are we safe to assume that these two wizards? Yes, it was. It was. It was. Yeah, because I would say I yes. We can talk about that. Dumbledore is the most. What's the wording? Powerful wizard. Most powerful wizard um, alive.
1: Um. A- yeah, I have just heard it described that Voldemort was actually the most powerful. In fact, by Dumbledore, I think himself, um, towards the end, he said that Voldemort... And, you know, again, this is kind of a question that, you know, in the beginning of the first book, McGonagall and Dumbledore are sitting on the ledge, uh, and and McGonagall says... Okay, you know, <laughs> K- Yeah, no, well, that's in the tree, later on. Um, <laughs> but, the, uh... Could they actually bewitch the uh, Whomping Willow to sit in it? I don't know, anyway. Um... <laughs> I you know what maybe the Wamping willow is just tired of being used by 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 Dumbledore and McGonagall. But anyway. I think it is. It's it's just uh
2: they spend s- so much time up there it thinks so, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> it got its name the Whomping
0: willow because Dumbledore was Whomping
1: McGonagall. Ah! Oh uh, even though it would be really funny. But uh <laughs> so you know she yeah. says that you're too noble to use some powers and you know he blushes of course but uh in book five, Dumbledore actually does say, and I, I think it's okay to you know for him to admit that Voldemort is, he said specifically not powerful, but his his extensive knowledge of magic yeah, exactly. covers, yeah, covers yeah. more than any other wizard, including myself, and and I I think it's safe to say that Voldemort would at least know more different kinds of Dumbledore, but again, Dumbledore holds his own, and Dumbledore was. Easily, well, not easily, but he was able to detect the whole. Cut your wrist, open the door, use the thing across the lake. You know, he he was able to detect the magic, so they're very obviously close in power.
2: Yeah, no, I agree, but it just, I just think that it's um, it's funny, well, not really funny, but how at the Ministry of Magic he was just Dumbledore just walked in, cast one spell, and all of the Death Eaters just didn't have a chance, and with Bellatrix as well, who's clearly pretty, you know, powerful magically, he just bewitched the. Uh, fountain of uh, magical brethren and the uh thing just came after her and she fired spells uselessly off its chest you know it's like he he just it just seems that like he can do absolutely anything so, so easily against anyone well, he yeah so easily but whereas he, he, whereas yeah. it's just against Voldemort that he has a uh, he has trouble that battle in the ministry i doubt any other wizard could have you know stood up to that amount of magical power being transferred you know he, uh, even Harriet, being transferred back and forth of in terms of blow-on-blow, blow, you know, oh. if Harry had dodged it and, you know, jumped around and <laughs> and used his mind, you know, like he has, then yes, probably. But I can't imagine if they had a, a sort of, you know, a slapping contest for, for wizards where you slap the other person in the face and then they slap you and it just keeps happening until you give up. If they, if they did that with wands and, uh, you know, spells, I can't imagine... Um, Harry being able to stand up to Voldemort's you oh, know or, or Dumbledore's I mean... things because it, you know it doesn't seem like normal spells they don't only fi- they aren't they don't only fire stuff they <laughs> no, no, no I mean they don't only fire stuff out of their the, the, their wands they bewitch and ensnare and you know and and cause the water to rise up and do stuff like that you yeah. know other people I just don't think can
1: no, no, the whole the whole water thing covering Voldemort, like Voldemort enclosed in this case of like water, and and the whole even even the fact that Voldemort left his physical body to possess Harry, y- you know, even the fact that he like j- just jumped out of his body and and into Harry's and his body disappeared completely from yeah. the physical plane. How how do you do that? He, he, well, exactly. And that's what makes the battle so co- cool to see. Sorry, Andrew and yet
0: in the ministry he continues to be or continued to be disregarded as this madman who just had no had no influence in the ministry of magic
1: oh yeah well it's very sad that's the question if dumbledore ran things you know if dumbledore was minister of magic but he would never want that he just wanted to teach students yeah he, yeah precisely you know, teaching students and governing the already grown up public are, are two separate choices i think for your life but don't you think that um
2: going back to um sort of Voldemort's power, especially, you know the the auras, um, you know, are s- supposed to catch dark wizards. There's, I, I just don't think you can call Voldemort uh, simply a dark wizard. Cause He's a dark lord. He isn't only a dark wizard. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I just, the auras are, you know, impressive and stuff. But if Dumbledore can, can, uh, you know, um, curse Dawlish, and I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> I, You've given I, enough. To I'm going to say it as quickly as possible. I'm going to say it as quickly as possible. <laughs> if um, Dumbledore can curse Dawlish uh, <laughs> so uh, easily with no effort whatsoever, and he's got outstanding in or you know, sort of every single new exactly. ever taken, and and along with five other people at the same time, or four, or however many people it was, how can Dawlish have uh, any chance of catching Voldemort? It's just It's just inconceivable.
1: That's why it is, but that's the thing. It's like they should have used Dumbledore. You know, they should have. Now I bet they're kicking themselves in the butt because Dumbledore was so powerful. Do
2: you think also that book six, especially it's, um, Vol so sorry, Dumbledore's mental and um, physical decline, I think is showing that while he can he could, you know, exchange blow on blow with Voldemort for a while, Voldemort would is more powerful than him overall. I think yeah. if they in in book six if it came down to a duel Voldemort would win and I think that's it. it's putting everything on Harry you know absolutely everything on Harry
1: yes but I think that also goes to say that why then is it exactly a bad thing that Dumbledore died anyway because if he well precisely yeah, yeah. He, he obviously was declining whether you know that was I guess power and if you remember I mean age is kind of a factor Oh, yeah, it, I it mean, is, it is, it's, it's got to be, I mean, you know. But it
0: definitely the, in book six, it played a role.
1: You know, and this the soul would, of course, be an advantage Dumbledore had over Voldemort, but, you, you know, Dumbledore told Harry that he only suspected one wizard, or, or any wizard, or all wizards in general, of only having one Horcrux, which we can kind of, in, in, you know, infer is Grindelwald, but nobody knows. But he said the, the most he thinks any wizard had of Horcruxes was one. Um, obviously, that says... A great, but it's it's. How did Voldemort acquire that knowledge? And you know of, of how to do that, not just once, but six times. I uh, maybe he's talked to the guy who did it the first time. But I mean, for for the term to even exist, you'd think that enough people would. So, how's your Horcrux? Yeah, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> but um,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Amen. I concur. But I just, uh, it just seems that the reason for Dumbledore's death was that he couldn't teach Harry anything more. He taught him everything he knew, and since he couldn't take on Voldemort for him, you know, Mm -hmm. there wasn't, you know, anything left for him, apart from to die, and it sounds terrible, apart from for him to die and uh, infuriate Harry even more, that he's gonna, you know, go and kick Voldemort's butt, man.
1: Yeah, well, he could have told Harry how he, uh, kind of, you know, burn his hand off or anything. Okay, so I don't think we're talking exactly about the second part of this as in comparison to other wizards. You know, we we've talked about them to each other. Do don't, don't you think that he could both of them? I
2: just all of the the death eaters are scared of Voldemort. So clearly he has weapons that they can't even comprehend. You oh. know, he's just yeah, I would it's just it just seems like he has everything that everyone else, you know, I mean, like even people obviously respect him as well. Like Ollivander said, you know, he did terrible things. But great, you know, sorry, great things, but you know, terrible, yes, awful, but but, but great, great things because he's so powerful. You people respect power, even if it's you know terrible power. It's so, uh, and the same with Dumbledore. Everyone respected him. Hogwarts was safe because Dumbledore was there. You know, and if Voldemort feared Dumbledore, you can't. You know, you can't disagree with Voldemort, who who hates being weak, who hates weakness, who hates being scared of other things. If he personally feared Dumbledore, then what does that say about Dumbledore, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's, that's true, too. Um, but but that's just that's just the thing. Again, that's why it's so fun to watch the battle in Book Five because Voldemort just comes up with some kind of weird-sounding talisman reverberation thing. at Dumbledore Dumbledore counters it with some kind of other yeah. shield of of unknown yeah. presence that makes a shield gong of sound. glory. Yeah, well, it was a gong <laughs> sound. Remember that? It was like a, a
2: shield that was Voldemort's sound. shield. Uh, that was Voldemort's shield. Yes, but
1: it. that that was amazing. It was like a, a strange gong humming as uh, you know in response to Dumbledore's. Yeah. Y- but then it, it's just
2: Spell did he cast then? If he didn't seek to kill him, there after. I know Voldemort isn't that the coolest question that?
1: in the world? Because Voldemort yeah. immediately said after he reflected that spell, "You wish not to kill me, Dumbledore." Yeah, and of course they got into there, me, you know yeah. you do not know that you know there are worse things in death and stuff like that. But Voldemort knew exactly. He, he must have known exactly what that spell was going to do to him, even though yeah, he Voldemort did, obviously yeah. didn't, or Dumbledore didn't open his mouth. I d-
2: I just can't think what kind of. Uh, what what kind of spell that could possibly have been. And how
1: do you acquire that knowledge of what, the, you know, if the gong sounds, it means yeah, it was this exactly. charm, you know, it was this spell. But yeah. it, it's just unbelievable. He can clearly hear,
2: he can clearly sort of read, you know, read music by ear. So, uh, you know, each spell makes a different sound and then he, uh, he just hears it and, you know. Nice what do that. you guys think
1: of Dumbledore as a Legilimens because there was a question in book 5 about Dumbledore teaching him himself like it, it was tossed around except for the, obviously the fact that you know Harry would went upon looking at Dumbledore explode into flames but but you know it, it, he said you know I, I I didn't teach him myself because I didn't want to reveal anything to to Voldemort and stuff but Dumbledore's a uh, Legilimens seems kind of cool and he's clearly amazing though, he, because oh, he's amazing at everything he's amazing everything. at everything <laughs> I think he got what he got perfect scores in his in Transfiguration and Charms or something yeah he were, we're like perfect newts like
2: he did stuff with a wand that oh yeah 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 that Tofty or or right something. Tofty yeah. said that yeah yeah.
1: Um, ta- stuff with a wand I've never seen before things like that hey, it makes you think like it's not an acquirable knowledge it makes it seem like it's just it,
2: it's just Dumbledore it's unregulable like yeah <laughs> apart from like
1: nobody can just do things with a wand like that and and that was when Dumbledore was at Hogwarts when he was seventeen years old. Here he is a maybe it's like maybe it's like
2: sort of um you know polymaths from the Renaissance period. It's like the wizarding equivalent. they're like um they're just once in a while a wizard who comes you know comes along who excels in absolutely everything and is ridiculously powerful magically, like I bet the four f- founders of Hogwarts were miles ahead of other That's wizards the in other thing no, yeah. yeah. in their age um so uh it just seems like that. Well,
1: Voldemort, Voldemort having uh, Slytherin's blood in him. Um again, yeah. the pure blood thing is supposed to, you know, be, you know, inbreeding is supposed on, on on the whole is supposed to affect genetics and things like that, make people, you know, more yeah. uh man, maniacal and and evil and stuff like that. But, you know, the power at least or, or the richness, I mean, if we're th- to think Dumbledore is any kind of uh descendant of Gryffindor or something else, uh you know, that could have a planet too. So maybe blood does matter in 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 like the slightest yeah. of of ways where y- you may be a little bit more susceptible to things. But but you know were the, the four founders all pure blood though? I mean, do we know that? No. But it's kind of implied with the whole Slytherin connection that at least well, Slytherin yeah, yeah, must yeah. have been pure blood. But like, where does that? I I don't know where that where that. But starts. then um,
2: but then um, in relation to other witches and wizards, do you think that they are? They are what? Miles ahead. Miles ahead of them, they could beat anyone. It's the like Heads sort of Houses are miles ahead? No, 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 no. Um, Voldemort and Dumbledore. Do you oh. think that... Uh, I mean, like, it's like uh, chess masters, you know, they can beat every single chess player in a club, or then chess grandmasters can beat every single chess master and stuff like that, you know. It's like, I just think that they're absolutely ahead of everyone, and in jewels, they,
0: you know... I don't know about light years. Just, I, what do you mean exactly? Just ahead... In knowledge well, or like, skill? If, because isn't the knowledge well, both,
2: that they have common No, but I mean... Okay, if if Dumbledore and Voldemort had like a... Um, if there was like a competition uh, where every single person dueled and it was like a, a knockout thing, so if you lost, you went home, you know. I think Voldemort and Dumbledore would be facing each other in... The final battle. Oh, yeah. However many people, uh, you yeah, know, came in, so it's just like I definitely agree. Skill
0: wise, but I don't know about knowledge because it seems like it, it would be like Horcruxes, but for example.
1: They're not common knowledge. No, but no, but um,
2: Voldemort didn't want that memory to learn about Horcruxes. He wanted it to learn about what um, Slughorn told Voldemort about Hor- Hor- Horcruxes. There's a difference, you know. It isn't though. He he didn't know about Horcruxes, and and like in um, the first chapter of book six when uh fudge says that um no, sorry the muggle prime minister uh asks um is he back and fudge says i don't know and dumbledore won't explain it properly <laughs> it's like dumbledore is, is the only person who un- understands, understands it the, you know yeah. yeah and it's it just seems like you know in terms of n- s- power in terms of knowledge that he's ahead of everything
1: else he said too um I think he he was explaining to Harry it's at the end of Book 5 after Sirius' death in his office. Um, he, he explains to Harry, he says that the enchantment placed on Privet Drive is of an ancient magic that obviously Voldemort underestimates or hates and therefore underestimates. But he also says that I, I think that I found the uh, or a connection or a way to to protect you that – maybe yeah. no other wizard has or, or he said something along yeah. the lines of where I'm the only one who really knows how to do this particular kind of thing so I did because yes, I, I yeah. invest faith in my own intelligence
2: also I assume we should uh, we should um, assume that the two Fidelius charms sorry not the two the um, Fidelius charm that was used with the secret keeper was performed by Dumbledore because Flipwick says in Prisoner of Azkaban that it's an Immensely complex spell, and I think um. when he says it, it's an immensely complex spell, it's sort of it really is it immensely complex. It's not just like you know brewing a draught of living death, which is damn hard, but not yeah. you yeah. know impossible. It really is only you know some of the most difficult things in the world. Yeah. And I, I, I'm I bet Dumbledore can't one there.
1: questions you know what it entails. Obviously, it's a little bit more of a, a swish and flick. It's it's even more than a, you know a Patronus thinking yeah. of a happy thought. Oh, ten! Mil, yeah, this is the thing. I think it's like a million times more than are that. what other ways are You know, Lord what Fidelius. could you possibly? You know, do you need to empty your mind? You need to be in a certain state of meditation when you create things. like Ask that. Dumbledore. Ask Dumbledore. I can't. Oh wait, he's uh, he's yes. <laughs> dead. <It's, yeah. laughs>
2: I think we've you know pretty much agreed that Dumbledore and Voldemort are ridiculously, ridiculously powerful. Or Sorry uh, to correct myself that Voldemort is ridiculously, ridiculously powerful, and Dumbledore was ridiculously, ridiculously powerful. Um, and January. that they, sorry, yeah, yeah, and that they could, um, you know, beat any person in a duel, and that people look up to them and respect them and admire them, again? even Voldemort.
1: I mean, sorry, I didn't uh, want to interrupt you.
2: Come on. I thought we were we were wrapping up. Yeah. Oh, well,
1: well, <laughs> I... I yeah, but a final thought, if I if I may, um, the w- one of the things I think about Dumbledore too is potentially the reason he might know, you know, as much is because, well, a he seeks it, but uh, things like I just thought of the scene by the lake with the mer people when Dumbledore was speaking Murmish. Um You know, I'm not saying there aren't institutions that may teach you Mirmish, but Dumbledore's the kind of person like that who who would who would care and and who would seek to. You yeah, know, to yeah. C- communicate with the residents of obviously the lake where his school is. I,
2: so it's diplomacy as well did, as
1: uh, I think good diplomacy. You know, is
2: magical ability. Eric, I'm I'm going to put you on the spot here and ask you a question, quite quite a difficult one. Who wh- what is the name of uh, the leader of the mermaids and? Sorry, the Mer
1: people in uh, the lake. I do not know. Um wait Andrew, do you know?
2: Wait wait no. wait,
1: wait. no googling it, Eric. No, I'm not googling it. You naughty it. naughty naughty you boy. Would, you would hear my naughty 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 fingers typing the naughty 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 keys. Okay. Um good then, that's fine. I, I, shall I tell you? I know it's got some kind of a a a uh what's that called? Like word in the, it? C H G H type sounds. What what are they? C H C K Gutchas? It's itch- <laughs> not shiz, but also sh. The actual. I'll tell s- you. Should Alright, I tell yeah.
2: you? It's a. Uh, murph- sorry, Merchief Tanis Mercus.
1: Is that actually in the book?
0: It is. What page?
5: I think. Oopone.
0: <laughs> <it, yeah. laughs> <laughs> Alright. It's time now for another installment of the Crackpot Theory of the Week. We've gotten lots of... <laughs> oh, I like that music. <laughs> I like that Someone term. make a
2: remix out of that. <laughs> it's kind of Layla. It's kind of... Uh, not Yeah, yeah, Layla <laughs> by <laughs> <Ann> <laughs> Clapton. <laughs> mm, uh, yeah. It's not actually at all. I've just decided... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just knees, It's Lay. It's Lay. It's
0: L-E-Y. There's no lot on this one, though. Oh, okay. Um... I guess that's it. (laughs) Go ahead. Go for it, Jamie. Okay.
2: This is from Scott16 from Australia. And, Eric, this is your Crackpot Theory of the (laughs) Week. The final Horcrux is Voldemort's wand. Go.
1: Okay. um, (laughs) Go. Go. Where is Voldemort's wand? Where has it been? How did he get it back? There's only one explanation for this, and... This is it. Voldemort's wand is actually a horcrux. He preserved himself inside it, and it has the ability to skitter across the floors and through the pages of all seven books, or rather all the first four or five books. Um, and that is how Voldemort retrieved it. Nobody was able to find it because, well, the uh, Voldemort inside of it just move the wand slightly away from everybody so that once he was destroyed, it was not buried amongst the rubble. And throughout time, it was just seen in the corners of the HP universe, just browsing and, and viewing what was going on so that by the time that Voldemort regained control of his wand, it would then be able to uh, supply him with the knowledge and experience of... I don't know. Maybe it's hanging out with Trevor in the Chamber of Secrets. I, I really don't know. But okay. not bad, Eric. Not yeah,
2: bad at no, all. Not, so bad. No, no. It's getting better. Still yeah, st- st- better.
1: T- tweaking, tweaking some things. Could, could we possibly do another one? I, I know it's a little bit much to ask, but yes, yes. I love the these meditation. so much, and so many people. You know, I I got ten or twenty. So. This so
0: many people. It's not my fault. It's What? What? What do you think of that one? Uh, I
2: immediately think of a point that uh, is of. One sec. I'll type it to you. Okay.
0: Um, let, me, let me read the points that Scott brought up. Uh, Voldemort, who values his magical. Prowess above all else would consider his wand almost part of him, a sensible place to keep a part of his soul, as he will always have it with him. Uh, another point his wand managed to survive the explosion that wrecked Godric's hollow. Normal wood would have been burned to cinders. This could mean his wand is protected. And the final point Ooh, yeah. wizards are very attached to their wands. Cedric polished his regular, regularly. <laughs> Harry he says did. he is very fond of his wand and that it can't help being. It can't help being related to Voldemort via its core. His wand connects him to the magical world, the locket, the diary, and Hmm. the ring connect him to Slytherin, etc.
1: I had not thought about the wand connecting him to the Wizarding World. I think that's cool.
2: Eric, you ready for your next one? Okay, this one is from Alex15 from Indiana. And Eric... This is your crackpot theory of the
1: week. Dun, dun. Rufus, <laughs>
2: sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's done. ruined. <laughs> it's, ruined. <laughs> it's fine. It's, ruined. it's fine. We'll do it again. <laughs> okay. And cut me on my knees, crackpot. Eric. Eric, this is your crackpot theory of the week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rufus
2: crap th- The new Minister of Magic is a descendant of Godric Gryffindor and will play a key role in Book Seven. Ah,
1: the lion. Mm. He's described as being. We need millionaire music for this. Don't, don't. You know, Regis. You're giving him time to think. (laughs) Regis is no longer. Regis is no longer uh, doing that. Stalling. Minus five. I'm not stalling. Okay. His lion face. Isn't he described as having a face like a a lion? I mean, come on. By who?
2: By who? By who? Oh, who said that? Come
1: on, Eric. Come on, Eric. Uh, First chapter
2: of. uh, First chapter of Half Blood Prince. Come on. uh,
1: Half Blood Prince. Well, it was. Come
2: uh, on, boy. Come on. You're useless. uh, uh, you're a disgrace. You fail it. at life. Kill yourself.
1: <laughs> Harry? Is
2: Harry in the first chapter of Half Blood Prince Eric? You call oh, yourself oh, a fan. You call yourself yes, a, a fan. Impeccable. The
1: other, minister. The other minister, minister. Yes. Who is it? Oh, well, Tony it's Blair. T- no, it's, it's not Tony Blair
2: because <laughs> he's up, uh, ac- according to the lexicon, he's yeah. quitting. Yes. He well, well, he will be sued. St- yeah, okay. so, yeah. yeah, like
1: so the other minister thinks he has a face like a lion. Come on. He's a descendant of Godric Gryffindor. That's all there is to it. In fact, he might be Godric Gryffindor. In fact, I might even... Repetition, be, minus n- 15. No, in fact, it's <laughs> not repetition. In fact, he might even be Aslan from the Narnia series. You never know. Anything is possible. But a guy with a lion of a face... Non-relevance, minus twenty. <laughs> I don't think it's a question. He has got a lion fur face, and he goes around like and 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 he he governs people, and he governs the magical world, and and he realizes what an asset Harry is. And that was good. Okay. Well, what what were there any other points that he brought up? She brought up he she, he it.
0: No, she didn't bring it to you. All right. Well, if you got a crackpot theory of the week for uh, Eric that you want him to answer on the show, send it into MuggleCast at com. It has to be. He has to be able to prove it in some way, shape, or form. Send in your points so we can read them on the show once he's done. Um, you know, you know the drill. You know how it rolls. So.
1: Oh my gosh! Can, that. can both of those actually go in? I, I thought that was really. I, yes. I, I, Eric. Thank you. Yes. I really like that. Um, um,
0: we're now going to <laughs> head into an editorial segment, uh, uh, hosted by Lauren Micah, Eric. This is, and then Eric, you're
1: getting out of here.
0: And you'll be gone for three weeks, four weeks?
1: Um. Well, I can be on the show if if it's absolutely not. You know, if you're short of people, if you only have just you yeah. and Ben one night, you know, I, I can well, do it. It won't be yeah. that. It'll be like 11 a.m. on a Thursday, which, you know, we'll be doing nothing except sleeping. So, um, you know, I can be. But it's, you know, I don't need to be. And I don't need to be on, but uh, yeah, I'll be gone. Well, two weeks actually, the twenty fourth, and then obviously the twenty fourth I'm meeting up with you guys, um, so we'll be together for with the live podcast and uh, everything else. I uh, hope the rest of the episode goes well tonight. And uh, we'll, all right, Eric. Okay. Have fun in uh, New Zealand. Thank you.
0: Yep. And uh, and uh, we'll take it right now to a, a editorial segment by Lauren Micah. Take it away, girls and Micah. No, just girls. <laughs> just girl and Mike.
6: <laughs> hey, everyone! The editorial segment is back! Yay! Say yay, everyone! Come on, yay! Yay! yay. I love the enthusiasm.
5: Okay,
6: <laughs> and to celebrate joining us, uh, joining Micah Tan, the anchorman, as I like to call him, and I this week is Brandon Ford, author of the Underground Lake. Welcome back, Brandon.
7: Hello, thank you for having me back.
6: Oh, it's no problem. We had a great time with you the first time. And uh, you were actually the first editorialist we had on this segment, right?
7: Yes, I yes. feel very honored. The
6: Underground Lake has been on hiatus for a while now, but it's back, great as ever. So, Brandon, why don't you give us a little bit of a synopsis on your latest piece?
7: Um, My last um, editorial was called um, Where in the World is Wormtail. Um, basically, after reading book six, I was very frustrated because I predicted after reading book five that Wormtail was up to something, which is why he was gone the whole book. And in book six, he still really didn't do anything. He was just sort of living with Snape and what I called the new millennium odd couple, which was very strange to me. And he didn't really do anything but serve wine and eavesdrop on people. So I was trying to still think what could he possibly still be up to. So... That was sort of my little introduction back into the world of editorial writing, regularly once again.
6: So, now, according to your editorial, um, who is it that Voldemort doesn't trust—Snape, Wormtail, or both?
7: Um, both, but I think, I think right now um, he's kind of playing both sides against the middle. That the, essentially they're living with each other because. One is supposed to be spying on the other one, but I think ultimately the real choice of Voldemort is that Wormtail is living there to spy on Snape to make sure he really is playing for the right team. Mm
5: -hmm.
4: Yeah, I thought this was interesting because this came up on an episode of Muggle Cast. We were talking about this, and most people would assume that Snape is keeping an eye on Wormtail because that's in fact what he says in the book, but... I think when you think about it, it makes a lot more sense for Wormtail to be spying on Snape.
7: Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that, and which is why I, it it came out of trying to figure out what in the world Wormtail was doing living with Snape. And to me, it, that just makes the most sense.
6: So we know that Wormtail is obviously a drifter kind of seeking the stronger side of the war. Do you think Snape is like this too? Or do you think that he actually has an alliance? Do you think he's actually playing the role of spy? Or do you think he's playing both sides to his own advantage?
7: Um, for the longest time, I thought he was what I called a triple agent, which is he was just out for himself. He, he wasn't really playing both sides. But um, I don't really want to answer that question because my next editorial is actually the answer to that question. Ah. So um, I'm going to just leave you with that. But I do think... He does have something rather secretive up his sleeve.
4: But I guess going off of that, your editorial, you sort of started out taking a look at where Wormtail was, but then you didn't really answer it. Is that going to come up in the next editorial too?
7: Um, No. When, when I titled it Where in the World is Wormtail, at first it was, I mean, obviously geographically we know where he is. He's living in Snake's old house, but... I think more what I meant was what has he been up to since book four, really? And I guess one of the reasons that I didn't really go as much into what I thought he was doing is because a lot of the wind was knocked out of my sails after reading book six because essentially J.K. Rowling answered the question that he's been living with Snape. And I wasn't really satisfied with that. So I really wanted to go more into what? the fact that it has more to do with Snape and less to do with Wormtail right now. However, I do still hope that there's something going on with him, that there is some secret plan that only he and Voldemort know about, but I'm not going to hold my breath for that one.
4: Now, do you think Wormtail is planning to help Harry in any way? You know, Will he help him at all, and if he does...
7: Yeah, I had been thinking about that because, of course, what Dumbledore said about how... Wormtail now owes Harry, um, because Harry didn't let Lupin and Sirius kill him, and I thought, like a lot of people did, that it would come down to the end, and that he would sacrifice himself for Harry, but then, for a while, I started to think about, you know, the obvious Lord of the Rings parodies, where, you know, Gandalf says that, you know, Gollum is gonna, you know, rule the fates of many, and all that stuff, but then, in the end, It's not a good way that he rules the face of many. It's actually quite a horrible way that he rules the face of many. So I started to think maybe it's possible that Wormtail in his greed or in his evil would do something. And that would lead to a chain of events where it would end up helping Harry. Even though he isn't purposely helping Harry per se. But in the end I feel like knowing J.K. Rowling he'll probably do something in the end that will help Harry. Mm.
6: Earlier you were talking a little bit about how book six took some of the wind out of your sails. Did Joe's reading in New York city interfere with any of your theories?
7: Um, Actually, no. I, when um I was asked to come back, I went on MuggleNet and looked at uh, the transcripts and the reports of what um she said in New York city. And, and really she didn't. In fact, she, kind of gave a little more fire to a theory that I had before that I thought she debunked that now I kind of have again, which was about Petunia and how in book seven, whatever her big secret is, is going to be revealed. Um, I had, and I think we discussed this the last time I was on that. I had the theory that she was a closet broomstick (laughs) and that she might have magical powers or something. And, J.K. Rowling in one of her interviews since then said that she's not a squib and she doesn't have powers and things. But then in the New York chat, she mentions that there is some huge secret that she has that's going to be revealed. And I think one point that I did mention in that article about how she um, maybe kept the original letter that Dumbledore gave her or that she has something of Harry's parents' or... In the end, ultimately, she really does have a soul. and She's just not some evil word that I probably shouldn't say. And, uh, yeah, I'm just – I think that it really is going to come down to her being revealed as not such a horrible person after all, hopefully.
4: So you were very satisfied when she clearly stated that Dumbledore was dead. Yes,
6: extremely. That was
7: sweet vindication. That was sweet I know vindication.
6: Exactly how you feel.
7: I have gotten so many emails from people saying Dumbledore's not dead. Just like Sirius isn't dead. I even uh. got a few Cedric isn't really dead, which is really stupid. But you know, it. it I'm just glad that she said categorically Dumbledore's dead. Deal with it, people. And it, it, it does make me a little happy inside.
4: Now, what about the whole possibility of redemption? Because that was something else that somebody asked, possibly for Draco, possibly for Snape.
7: Um, as far as redemption for those two characters, once again, um, actually, uh, the redemption of Snape goes into um, my next editorial. And the possible redemption of Draco goes into the one that I'm writing after that. Okay. Um. Uh, But I can say that my feeling about as far as Snake being redeemed is my problem is at the end of the day, regardless of what team he's playing for, he is the one who murdered Dumbledore. And there's sort of no turning back from that. He can't exactly walk up to the Order and say, oh, it was all arranged. It was all planned. Because if he goes to the Order, they're just going to kill him. So I don't know. Whatever he does he can only be redeemed really in the eyes of Harry. In the eyes of the world, he will always be the man who killed Dumbledore and no amount of explaining and no amount of intrigue is going to change that fact. So, his redemption is going to be on a different level than, oh, he's really good after all, let's all hug and shake hands and call it a day. As for Draco, you know, uh, Harry has more or less not necessarily forgiven Draco, but acknowledged the fact that he doesn't think that Draco ever would have killed Dumbledore so he actually pities him and I'm on that train too Um, whether Draco can come back to the side of good I don't know he might be motivated for the love of his parents and trying to protect them to ultimately make the right decision but something else I've always said is that Draco may not have killed Dumbledore he may not have pulled the trigger but he bought the gun, loaded it and copped it so there's a level of guilt in there as well. The short answer is I don't know. Right
4: and I think When that question was asked, she tended to favor Draco a little bit more when she was talking about redemption. At least that's the impression I got from her answer.
6: Yeah, that's what I thought. Absolutely.
7: Yeah, I I do think that if any of the two of them is going to be redeemed, my money's on Draco over Snape. Mm -hmm. But time will tell.
4: Now, the preview for your next article is called What If We're Wrong? And my question is... What if we're wrong about what?
7: What if we're wrong about Snape actually being a good guy? Oh
5: no! <laughs> um,
7: I, can, I I'm gonna sort of give you the, what I pretty much put in the introduction to it. That you know, as soon as I read the book the first time, I was immediately on the. Oh, I trust him even more now that he killed Dumbledore because he did it because he had to and all this stuff. But after when I was doing research for Where in the World Is Wormtail? I read Spinner's End, and something really did not sit well with me when Snake was giving his answers to all the questions that Bellatrix kept asking him, and it got me thinking, what if everybody's wrong? What if he really isn't good? What if everything he told Bellatrix was the truth? That he did all that stuff because he's on Voldemort's side, and it's just sort of And the subtitle is A Trip to the Bizarro World, where it's just sort of, what if we look at everything that's happened in the books from the point of view that he was telling the truth and he really is a bad guy? What does that ultimately mean for Harry and what does that mean for us as readers who have believed him for the past six books and it turns out he really was evil the whole time?
4: I think that J.K. Rowling has just trained us so well to second-guess everything. So that when we saw Dumbledore know, actually murdered, really we automatically thought, oh, there has to be something else to this. And I'm sure there is, but we may be looking a little bit too far into it. So it would be interesting yeah. to read that. some of us <laughs> thought
6: he was alive, didn't we, my yeah. Guess. yeah, I don't
4: know who. <laughs> <laughs> some site, actually.
6: <laughs> well, that all sounds insanely interesting and I think that everybody's pretty much really looking forward to reading that one but we're running out of time so we need to get into our lightning round which right. uh, I don't think you got to do that because we premiered that after your debut yeah. on this segment so first question did Snape love Lily?
7: Um, I believe so yes
4: okay I'll take the next one uh, yeah. at Radio City Music Hall did Joe slip up and reveal that the trio will survive the war or are people reading too much into it?
7: Um, well, I've, I, I believe that Ron and Hermione will be surviving. I've, I've always been in the I-think-Harry's-going-to-die group. But I don't, I don't think she slipped up and revealed that. I think she did slip up and reveal that, uh, that Ron and Hermione were probably going to survive, because I think they are.
6: Who else was at Godric's Hollow the night the Potters were killed?
7: Um, I always maintain that I think Peter Pettigrew was there with Voldemort in the house, um, That's your so whole I'm Lost state
4: theory, isn't it?
7: Yes, it is. No, Fudge was not there. I, I can see <laughs> that that actually did not happen now that I've <laughs> read book six. But um, yeah, I think he was there.
4: And uh, in that Richard and Judy interview, she said that she spared one recently when she was writing book seven. Who do you think that was?
7: Um... Uh, <laughs> You're, also, you're Once again, you're getting into an editorial that I've just started writing too. Um, who do I think is spared? Is Lupin?
6: Really? Why is that?
7: Um. Well, I always head down that I thought all of the Marauders had to die, just because I think that that piece of Harry Potter history had to be closed. Because I believe Wormtail is going to die, and I believe that Lupin has to die, so that all four of them can and that that. Basically, the whole set has to die. But now, after book six and Lupin's hopeful relationship with uh, Tonks and other things, I kind of think he might be. I think he might be the one who's spared.
6: And uh, who do you think are the two people that are going to die in the uh, in place of the character who got the reprieve?
7: Um, I've been thinking about that one a lot lately, and I'm not entirely sure about one. I think unfortunately Hagrid probably has to go. Oh. I don't want him to go, but I think he's got to go. Just cuz that that would be really sad and that would kill everybody. But I don't know about the other one. I've been really trying to think about who the other person could be. See what I I'm hoping heard... it's not Neville, but it could be.
4: When I heard two, I immediately thought
7: Fred and George. I don't think so. No. I, don't say I, that. I think I'm going to say all the Weasleys are safe. I, I really feel like all the Weasleys are safe. Really? That's yeah, interesting. I, a lot
6: of people think that Percy's going to buy the farm. I don't
7: think Percy... I, honestly, I don't think Percy's important enough to die. I, I don't really think anybody would care if Percy died, <laughs> personally. But, um... I, plus, I think Percy still has to mend his fences with his family. And, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm an optimist. I, I think all the Weasleys will remain unscathed. Maybe a little grievously injured, but I think they'll all live. An
6: optimist who thinks Harry's gonna die. <laughs> I, <love
7: that. laughs> I, I think he's got to. I, I think he has to.
6: All right, well, we're running a little short on time here. So, Brandon, thank you for joining us again. It is always a pleasure to have you. Um, Now, listeners, don't forget, if you or someone you know has an excellent editorial on MuggleNet, be sure to let us know. And for one final note, we're working on expanding this segment by featuring other areas of the site and the lovely people who run them. So we will, of course, be looking for listener feedback on that because we love you guys so much. So please write in when you hear... Anything on that? And uh, once again, Brandon Ford, The Underground Lake, read it or else.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Please do. All right. right, Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank
0: you. Okay. We're back and now joined by Micah. He hopped off the editorial discussion and decided to join us. I'm home now.
4: Oh. (laughs) Where were you before? (laughs) I was at school. In school.
0: Ben, don't you get a free housework? With that library as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The editorial segment, or wait, when you you got off like twenty minutes ago, so, What did you do fly home? I drove. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> we have a new segment this week because we're all about new segments, like like pickle, pickle, pickle. We pickle. We like to keep up to date, yeah. don't we? Yeah. Um. So it's a new segment, and it's called "What's Bugging Micah." <laughs> did you it's uh, a rough start yes actually <laughs> can I do it yeah go ahead uh, while
2: all of you who hear Micah doing the news think that he's a sort of laid back calm individual who doesn't ever get angry or doesn't ever shout or get annoyed he uh, isn't really and if you listen to us recording, you'd hear the full oh. force of Micah exploding. It gives me chills just thinking about it. It fills us with fear. Yeah, it does. j just, just thinking about it. I'm going queasy and sort of, you know, jumping up and down. But anyway, we thought that we would bring this uh, this sort of uh, anger and use it productively. So uh, we thought we'd uh, try and show everyone exactly how Micah feels in this new segment. All right. So Micah, explode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, being that this is the
4: first segment, I'm going to make it short and sweet. But you'll be able to figure out what it's about soon enough. So with that said, Joe, you need to update your site. Oh. Why, you ask? Because it's been 120 days, which is roughly one-third of the calendar year since you last posted something. (laughs) Wizard of the month, birthday announcements, they don't count. (laughs) Yes, I realize you did come visit us in New York City, and it was great seeing you. We know you're writing book seven, but we're not asking for a lot. At least update the diary on the main page. I believe you're supposed to write in a diary more than once every five months. I mean, Emerson has posted more than you lately, and that's saying something. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh. Just to put it in perspective, here are some things that were happening on May 10th, the last time you updated. MuggleCast was only 38 episodes old. We were more than two months away away. from Las Vegas and New York City. (laughs) Katie Couric was still the host of the Today Show. (laughs) Those students who are now freshmen in college were still taking classes as seniors in high school. Pluto was still a planet. And and Dumbledore'sNotDead.com was actually a meaningful website. So please, Joe, update your site.
2: That's what's bugging Micah.
4: Although Joe, well,
3: I, you know, I could totally if, see Joe posting a website like because Micah Tannenbaum said that, <laughs> how awesome. Although, would that be? although Ben, Ben,
2: I just like to point out that uh, Joe, if you're listening, we are in no way affiliated with Micah Tannenbaum at all, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or any of his yeah, yeah, segments. Yeah. Or, or any of his feelings or angers at all. Personally, I think May is a great time to update, and I think you should, you yeah. know, live your life and uh, don't don't worry about a website seriously. Yeah. Micah, you, yeah. duh. God.
0: Micah, that was very good. Oh, was good, and you know, we got we like seeing this side of you because everyone you know sees the the serious Micah Tannenbaum in the Mugglecast News Center, but there's never the real Mica. <laughs> anyway, good work, Micah. <laughs> I I I I concur though it has it has been a while. Um, it's a shame. That's all. What's been a while? Uh, an update to her site. Duh.
1: Yeah, it's been it.
2: That's a phrase it properly, it would be rather pleasant to receive an update. Yeah. But we in no way expect it. I do. Okay, I do too. So <laughs> update your website. Come on, though. it's been ages. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now it's time for some more fun with Dumbledore Norris facts! Yay! Should we have a bad quote of the
2: week as well? Like, you know, <laughs> the worst one that's been sent in. Sure. Okay, I just need to find... Um, this, is, this is a nice one from Dan12. Dumbledore's beard makes unicorn hair look dull. (laughs) 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 When Dumbledore's eyes twinkle brightly behind his spectacles, you had better be glad that he's wearing his glasses. Otherwise, the brightness of that twinkle would burn a hole right through you. (laughs) (laughs) I love these. I love it. No, actually... Even though Ben's boring and says that they are they are bad, the, the, the response that I've got about these has been fantastic, so please keep sending them in.
4: You know, when I first saw that in the Rightly, and I'm being serious, I thought that you were going to start talking about some relationship between Dumbledore Mrs. and Mrs. Norris. Norris.
2: <laughs> Azkaban has recently replaced the Dementors with cardboard cutouts of Dumbledore. It's <laughs> a more effective way of guarding the prison. <laughs> And in the, uh, this is a good one. In the seventh year of Hogwarts, Dumbledore was voted best dressed and most likely to be forgiven for, for performing an unforgivable curse. Nice. Uh-huh. Non-magic one of the week. Dumbledore doesn't need an iPod or any other device for playing music. He just thinks of a song he feels like listening to, and, and it, it
0: immediately starts <laughs> playing in his head. <laughs> Speaking of beautiful and intelligent... Hello. Can I get to say this at some point? Yeah, Laura just uh, entered. I wanted to introduce her properly. Hello. Hey, Laura. Hi. Laura, did you know that Dumbledore is not really dead, but living with Tupac and Elvis? (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) Tupac? Tupac. Tupac. Um, uh, What's his name? uh, Tupac, that's it. Well, I've never heard of his Tupac.
2: When Dumbledore... Holds a rememberal, it simply shatters because Dumbledore never forgets. That's from Jennifer <laughs> Raider, 18 from Texas. Thank you. Please keep sending them in. They're fantastic. Um, uh, send them to Jamie at staff.mugglenet.com, and yeah. And we especially like original Dumbledore quotes that have, you know, some kind of magic thing related to them. So um, to all the people who have gone on chucknorrisfacts.com <laughs> copied them down and changed the name to Dumbledore which I admit I did do first of all. You know, try and get some original ones. But they're all fantastic. Thank you.
0: Now, it is time for the return of Gimme... Yay! Butterbeer, dun, 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 dun. Ben Shane. That's what everyone's been waiting for, I'm pretty sure. Do you know what? Yeah, we've been waiting like... How, what, when was the last... Four one? years. We <laughs> should <look> have <laughs> given me a Butterbear. Andrew, May? Andrew. Yeah, we, we should do it. Yeah. We, was the last time Joe
3: updated her site. <laughs> oh! <laughs> we should...
2: What? We should do a Give Me a bit about Ben, not doing a Give Me a Butterbeer. <laughs> yeah, okay, um, I'll be right back, but uh, Ben, you can do that. This week, I'd like to
3: take a look at Harry Potter, the Satanic Art. Behind Harry Potter hides a signature of the King of Darkness, the Devil, Pope Benedict Sixteenth senior exodus told Vatican Radio, and according to the Daily New- Mail newspaper in London, he added that the book's attempts to make a false distinction between black and white magic, when in fact, the distinction does not exist, because magic is always a turn to the devil. I know we've discussed this before, but for the last time, Harry Potter is not turning our youth into little witches and wizards. It's a fictional story about a boy who happens to be a wizard, and it is attempting to save the world. It's the equivalent of saying Superman must be demon-possessed, because real people can't fly. What I'm getting sick and tired... I was continually hearing the critics say the same thing over and over. To me, it seems they can't stand how insanely popular the book is, so they're going to be so, so they're going to be cynical and find a way to criticize. Unfortunately, they keep rehashing the same message: Harry Potter is the devil. I think this is a, a very important conversation to have. When prominent religious figures continually condemn the books, it makes the average Christian Harry Potter fan feel guilty for reading the series because of its alleged connections with the occult. Please, if you're going to criticize the books, at least make a legitimate attempt to understand what they are about. I sincerely doubt The Pope's Exorcist uh. has actually read the series, so it is unfair for him to pass judgment. Perhaps if he actually cracked one of the books, he'd see its underlying moral teachings and realize that it's not just a bunch of teenage witches and wizards dancing in a circle chanting voodoo. Hopefully this is the last time I have to bring this topic up. I'm Ben Shane, and I say, give me a butterbeer.
6: Well, I doubt it's going to be, uh, Pretty good it, it Benjamin will probably well not be the last time you have to bring that topic up. But you do bring up several good points.
2: The Pope's going to turn around and say, well, um, if Ben Shane doesn't <laughs> want us to, to say it, <laughs> yeah. we, can, you know, we won't say it. It's fine. So what do you guys think? I think you're right. But do, do you know what? I don't really care, though. It's like if the Pope's senior exorcist wants to say it's about devils and stuff, then that's fine. He can, uh, he can think we're going to hell for, for reading it. <laughs> uh I'm going to read it still and I'm sure that every other fan is, just, is still going to read it you know but I do I, I do agree that it it can make people feel guilty for reading something that they shouldn't feel guilty about do you agree with with that sentiment laura obviously? i do i do it?
6: agree with that sentiment um oh excellent it's it really irks me how people seem to think that they can go about judging the books without even reading them it's like that laura mallory who lives not too far away from me who claims that she seems to think that she doesn't need to actually read the books before condemning them because she has four children and she doesn't have enough time yet she has so much time to sit around appealing to the state which she is now i think she's getting another hearing here soon so uh i'm probably going to go up there and argue but Good, do, it. do I, it. I think I think it's absolutely ridiculous, and I think Ben, you hit the you hit the nail on the head.
4: Try and refrain
3: yourself from hitting her. <laughs> but seriously, what what right does she have to go uh, and protest something? I mean, the, the separation of church and state definitely covers this. You can't mm-hmm. say because God said so. Uh, we these books have to be banned from libraries. No, but you can say it, can't you? Th- the interpretation. There's just of... no um... There's just no ground. What in God that. is is based upon the person and the constitution protects your right to exactly. freedom of religion, so it's ridiculous. Well I think it's I think it's important
6: that. to remember and I mean I, I mean I am not meaning this to be insulting in the least way at all, but freedom of religion is also freedom from it. And I think it that is. trying to base a public school system's right to have whatever books they want in the library on one person's religious beliefs is absolutely ridiculous.
4: And I think all you have to do is look at what took place at the beginning of August in New York City in terms of its impact on literature with 6,000 people coming out each night to see not just Joe but two other authors, and I think that that's a statement to be made. The whole idea of it being a satanic cult, and I I really don't like the comparisons that were made in particular, the two that Emerson mentioned in his post, um, to these – to, to, what was it? To Hitler and Stalin?
1: Yeah. It's just ridiculous.
4: Well, and
6: I mean, I mean... It's just ridiculous. We're all perfect examples of what good Harry Potter can do. Think about how different our lives would be if it weren't for Harry. I mean, we wouldn't be going I on know. all these great trips. We wouldn't be doing this show. We wouldn't even know each other.
2: I know. <laughs> how ridiculous do you think it is? Jamie and the staff don't... tell me how ridiculous exactly how ridiculous you think it is
3: the bottom line is that it's a book i mean it's it's not preaching to you it's not trying to convert you to a belief system it's just a story that's all it is there are many stories out there that involve witchcraft but it doesn't mean that they're trying to convert us all into wiccans yeah Wicca, whatever you want to call it
6: and kids are reading now they're not letting their brains rot in front of the televisions as much anymore. That is one thing to be f- so thankful for. Anything that gets kids reading. I, even yeah, I don't know how something
3: brothers. that encourages child literacy is going to uh, be spawning from the devil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah. go to hell if you
6: read books, but if you play video games, you're all right. It just it makes no yeah. yeah. sense. <laughs>
3: Well, once again, if you have an idea for this segment, please email Ben at staff.mugglenet.com or go to the mugglecast.com website and select Ben from the contact page. Thanks. Also, give me feedback on this. Tell me what you think. It's
0: time for Andrews. <clears throat> me 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 me. It's time for Andrews. <laughs> 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 email of the week. That was easy. <laughs> Um, it usually takes a couple of tries to get my voice you know, yeah, in the Yeah, Yeah, you gotta tune it up. Actually, this isn't an email. This is a uh, MuggleNet comment board of the week entry thing. Um, so we posted about uh, MuggleCast 54, <laughs> which I incorrectly called uh, 55 Good last job. week. My bad. <laughs> um, and, you know, we like reading the we comments, like the we like seeing the feedback. And there's just this one comment, kind of, you know, we get these every once in a while and really grinds my gears. <laughs> Gears. Um it reads, I'd just like to mention that I used to watch this. Okay, first of all, you don't watch it, you listen to it. (laughs) Second sentence, it was good, no comma. Though the discussions spell D E S yeah, it's like discussions. Did start to go downhill. All right. Your opinion. What actually made <laughs> me quit watching it, once again, you're not watching, you're listening, was the large amount of spyware that latched itself onto my computer when I was downloading the episodes. Ooh! Yep, you heard it here. We... <laughs> the computer guy said it was very hard to get rid of, get rid of, and some of them still remain because they will not detach. We may have to get a new computer. Thanks, MuggleCast. First of all... You're welcome. Second of all, we don't attach spyware. any spyware. <laughs> no, we don't even know Andrew, how to do that. How, how can you attach spyware to an MP3 file? No, how no, no.
7: we
3: do
0: that?
2: Ben, don't lie. Uh, I think we should we have cool. Kevin we, do it we each have a week? Special deal worked out with, <laughs> no, no. We have a special deal worked out with Dell, whereas uh, we screw up everyone's computer, then they buy a new one from, <laughs> from Dell, and we get 20% of, yeah. the of it.
0: <laughs> Enter code pretty, pretty awesome, really. Yeah. Yeah. Who sent this to you? What um, was their name? It was on a, it was on the comment board, but oh. I just want to point out that, of course, we don't attach anything to the audio files. That's just silly, and we would never try to. We don't, we don't even know how. So, and they're just audio files. It's like downloading music. So, uh, that's all. Jamie, British joke of the day. Yes, I've got one. Oh, okay. That's a joke but in it's itself. Oh. Okay,
2: a hey. right. There is this guy, and he goes skydiving for the first time ever. Okay. After he jumps out of the plane, he counts to 10, as you do, pulls the cord and absolutely nothing happens. So he's getting a bit worried by now and he pulls the cord for the auxiliary parachute, but unfortunately again, the chute doesn't appear at all. And uh he's so he's falling down, you know, reaching terminal velocity and he's plummeting towards the earth and he sees a this woman coming up completely the other way and he shouts to her, "Hey, do you know anything about parachutes?" and she quickly replies, "No." Do you know anything about gas stoves? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that bomb. Oh, God, that's funny. <laughs> okay, Ben, no, didn't. you tell yours. My joke? Or do you oh, i to tell it? it.
3: So, guys, why did the ghost of the chicken cross the road?
2: Why? To get to the other side. <laughs> that's good. That is pretty good, that one, Ben. I love that That joke. is pretty good. I'm very impressed. I'm laughing so much. <laughs> he did a little bit ago <laughs> when I told it to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That isn't the first
0: time he said it. But we still only laughed minorly when he finished. Now, to wrap up the show this week, Chicken Soup, back to school edition. da 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 What's the Saved by the Bell music? Because I'm, right, I'm saved by the bell. It's all right. Because I'm saved by the bell. Philip, def- bow def-, defy bow, <laughs> def bow def bow def bow. 15 of Orange County, uh, California, writes about his back-to-school MuggleCast experience. I just wanted to say I love listening to the show and that you actually helped me in school. Let me explain. I am really out of shape. Okay. And at my school, in my P.E. class, we have to run a mile every week. I never scored very well. One day, my PE teacher said we could listen to our iPods while we ran the mile. Good idea. I just started to run when I noticed I had clicked on MuggleCast. For once, I was actually laughing while I ran the mile. I'm sure that helps
3: him run faster. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say. That's a little
0: flawed. But anyway, a little while later, my PE teacher had stopped me. I had run two extra laps without noticing it. My teacher decided to give me extra credit bringing my C to a B in the class. Thank you, MuggleCast. How do you get a C in gym? Because you can't run the mile. Hey, I know
6: people who have done it. we had our
0: PS Jamie sorry I got oh, no I sorry. was just
6: gonna say that our final in gym was we had to run for 30 minutes and if we didn't do it we what? we got a C in the class yeah hey, do
3: you realize in 30 <laughs> minutes you can run like four miles
6: mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's ridiculous it's a lot that's <laughs> and at the bottom it says PS Jamie you're my favorite Michael well, hey, this, uh,
3: this person's definitely
2: off the rock then. <laughs> 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 do you know what we should do um the most sort of um um I can't remember the word what's the word that sort of psychs you up and makes you uh you know do something so you know, like run fast. Pumped yeah sort of inspiring <laughs> song is is always um I have the tiger by <laughs> survivor so we should pump, play that pump, every pump. single week uh just to kind of like you know inspire people who could be doing things when uh, when they're listening to the show <laughs> it'll help gym
0: students everywhere well, here's here's another. I like these kind of uh, uh, re- uh not rebuttals. Uh, chicken soups. This one comes from Brianna sixteen of Virginia Beach, Virginia. And she says, "Hey, Mugglecasters, tomorrow I start my senior year of high school. I've been dreading it all summer, but Mugglecast suddenly realized that there was nothing to worry about tonight in the form of a supermarket phenomenon. There I was in the refrigerated section of the supermarket in my Mugglecast shirt. Of course, everyone wears the Mugglecast T-shirts out everywhere, <laughs> holding a jar, of, uh, holding a jar of pickles for my lunch. Okay, not sure why she has pickles for lunch, but I left silently, reminded of the most recent episode, which was hilarious, by the way. Then it happens." Ben, cue it up, please. Bump. Bump, bump, bump. No! 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 Come on, Ben. You got do it, and i City of Blinding Lights came on the speakers of the supermarket. I swear that moment was the culmination of my favorite MuggleCast illusions. I had a pickle jar on my hand, you 2 in my ears, and the podcasters on my, well, chest. <laughs> I started to laugh even louder. Now that I think of it, I must have looked so ridiculous ridiculous as I attempted to sing the ooze while laughing hysterically. <laughs> Wonderful. With the help of MuggleCast, U2, and Pickles, I was able to have one last moment of blissful stupidity before I head off to school tomorrow morning. So thank you guys for being funny and utterly random every week. It made my summer pickles 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 Stop. pickles 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 pickles, pickles 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 pickles
3: pickles hey john. i have you a, think think a little <laughs> challenge
4: love that.
3: lately hey, yeah t- i have a little challenge for pickles. the listeners lately then I, have... I do the random
2: challenges no no we both do lately, no no hold <laughs> on hold on oh, lately oh, i've goodness.
3: been i've been on this little elton john kick Cut up with him copying me and and dumbledore is is now dead jk only confirmed it and so i would like for you to write a parody to elton john's candle in the wind for oh,
0: Dumbledore. <laughs> I think that's no. Dumb. Please do it. <laughs> <laughs> when I get the t-shirt.
3: That's a <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> okay. Um, I just want to close the show off by reminding everyone we now have a low bandwidth version of the show. We've had that for a few weeks, but we also have a feed now, so you can subscribe to it within iTunes. Just go to mongocast.com and there's an iTunes link. Um. This version of the show is much easier for those on dial up to download the show. It sounds like crummy <laughs> quality, but not really crummy, but I mean it's still drainy. What am I saying? It's it's yeah, it's the quality's decreased, but you could still hear it just fine. Um so go to MuggleCast.com. Um so that wraps up MuggleCast episode 55. If you would like to contact us, you can send P.O. Box uh, parcel mail to... P.O. Box 223, Moundridge,
3: Kansas, 67107. Oh, by the way, a minor P.O. PO Box update. A minor P.O. Box update. Uh, This past week, I received four boxes of Lucky Charms for Jamie.
5: Whoa! Four boxes
3: of Lucky Charms. Thank you, thank you. Two of them come from Sam and Ashley. I have no idea where they're from, but... Here's what they say, Jamie, you are awesome and my favorite Muggle caster. Enough of that. Um.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, as you put that in, but uh, just bleep it out. Another, <laughs> the other the other set of uh, goodies come
3: from Madeline. It says on the front, Madeline Welsh. Oh, that's a nice name. Madeline Welsh from Orlando, Florida. Hey, Madeline, we might might be there around New Year's,
0: so <laughs> swing by. You can also call in a voicemail, question comment. Two, one, two, one, eight, 20 magic in the United Kingdom zero two zero eight one double four zero six double seven in Australia zero two eight double three five double six eight. You can also Skype the username Mugglecast to leave a voicemail, question, comment, whatever you want. Just Skype the username Mugglecast. Did I already say that? Leave your message under. Keep your message under thirty seconds and uh, no background noise. Uh, we also got a feedback form on Mugglecast.com. Don't forget the Frapper map add your pictures I know I'm confident you're all a good looking bunch um uh vote for us podcast alley all that good stuff once again I'm Andrew Sims I'm Elton John I'm Skater (laughs) I'm Billy Joel
6: and I'm Laura Thompson
0: we'll see everyone next uh, we'll see everyone next week for episode 56
5: the bell, there goes the bell, we're
3: Wait. going to the hall,
0: what's this mean, what,
3: What Where are we going, the I bell just ringing, no, I we're going to the here. hallway, no, no, we're going to the hall,
0: okay. we're
3: going to the hall, I may okay. have to what's leave right after right? this guys, I don't know, Moundridge High School,
2: hey, oh, come on. hey Andrew, yeah, I'm recording a podcast well, Andrew, right now, Andrew, um,
3: Outridge,
2: Keep keep that stuff in the show about um, us arguing about that thing that wasn't funny. The uh,
1: the arguing was funnier than the actual uh, thing.
0: <laughs> mm. okay, okay, okay. Anyway, so, going hey, yeah.
3: Hey, Ryan Flood, Ryan Flood, you're on MuggleCast. Say hi. <laughs> what? What do you think, yeah, of Harry Potter?
5: Harry Potter's awesome. What is it? We're on MuggleCast. Say hi. Hey. <laughs> Stay. Go. <laughs> <Snail>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <No. Yeah. laughs> Yo, mugglehead. Yeah. Live.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say hi, <laughs> hi, say hi, Chad.
1: You're not.
5: No, no I, am
3: you
2: am right know.
5: Right not I am right now. It's so not Where's Emerson? <laughs> Where's Emerson, I <laughs> want.
2: Emerson. Emerson, oh I love you, Emerson. you just punched him oh in the face.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> some of this stuff is not.
5: <laughs> but huh?
3: are they talking to
5: you?
0: Before? Yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, get away! The
3: one, look, yeah. No, you right look with your eyes.
5: <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous.
3: What? Get
5: some, get some girls on bed because they weren't swear.
0: Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah.
2: Ben.
3: Yeah. Get, ben, he get
0: he some girls on. They you get sweat. that bad boy? All the time ago. Oh, this guy's British. Yeah, he's ben British. Gets girls. Ben gets a lot of girls, man. <laughs> uh, gets what? Ben gets a lot of girls, man. It's, a, it's insane.
7: I don't play really? no, that. We, uh, oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. The guy's loaded with chicks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> girls, na- girls named Henry, right? Henry, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> Patrick. Patrick. <laughs>
5: Patrick, hmm. well, this is not good. I'm losing signal. Quite a yeah. the hey, Wayne. Anyway. Wayne, you're on
3: MuggleCast. No, Wayne, you're on MuggleCast. <laughs> say hi. Hi. Uh, say Harry Potter rules.
4: Harry Potter is for- <laughs> one automatically knows what
2: score. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's yeah. just that's Andrew, Andrew that's because
2: Andrew boasts about it every single. No so, sorry, that's because Ben boasts about it every single day. He's like, uh "So Ben, you coming out tonight? No, I've got to record Michael cast and do my work on uh, the biggest Harry Potter site <laughs> in the uh, yeah the, the world. the sorry.
1: impression man. He spends five hours every day recording fast
2: Yeah. We do, don't we? You know, that's no. Oh, I'll absolutely! Lie. Five the, hours a day.
1: Yes, the unseen footage is. Uh, hey, is, can you guys hear me? Right, there's like. Not you.
3: Peak. Yes, no. Oh, um. No. I think I'm gonna have to go Find now. A girl,
1: man. Hey, Natalie.
3: Natalie,
0: come here.
1: What do cans and girls sound like?
0: Go, come on, just say hi.
1: Hello.
0: It's so stressful, isn't Natalie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're so yeah, shy. Pretty, say hi, pretty to, tough. Hi, I must uh, admit. Say hi, Jamie. Hi,
6: Jamie.
3: Hey. Say hi <laughs> to me. That's Eric.
6: I did. Oh, er, hi Say Eric. hi to me. Exactly. Hi Eric.
1: Hi to you. <laughs>
6: hi. Hi Natalie. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. No, this is Eric. So Madrid. listen. How, how is Ben in school? Do you know Ben? Not I, yeah.
6: I do know Ben.
0: Did you ever go to a dance with Ben? Did you ever see him at a dance?
6: No. Well, I see is him at dances, but I don't go with him. Is, is he, he a wallflower?
0: A just
5: a tell me. Are the rumors yeah. true? <laughs> are,
2: the,
6: are the rumors true of what? Is,
2: is, is, is he a wallflower? a wallflower?
6: A wallflower. Does he
2: just stand by the wall and uh and just do that all evening and look yeah. depressed yeah. and uh?
6: No, no, he dances. Or
2: does he get up onto the? He dances. Yeah, oh. Oh, gee. Is he as mu- is he uh, um as much a player as we've heard as he's told us? Does Ben's he, milkshake
1: yeah. bring all the boys to the yard? <laughs> <laughs>
6: Yeah, all the boys definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. But no girls? Any girls?
6: Of course.
1: Yeah. Okay, guys, you still there? <laughs>
5: Ready
1: oh, well, we appreciate. <laughs> you no, we've to gone you in just... the one second. Yeah. <laughs> <Shut up>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, that's
5: that's a Mounted High School
2: for you. How'd <laughs> <That's laughs> you put girl. that in? Had you put that in? That was actually quite funny. I must admit.